Praise God. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about a very, very important principle in the kingdom of God, one that if you will get it, let me tell you what, you will begin to operate more in alignment with God's will for your life than any other thing. It's a principle that you can't only know. It's a principle you have to activate. You have to use it regularly, I would say, every day in your life. So tonight, let's look at the power to decree a thing. The power to decree a thing. And I, it's, it's something that's not new to you, but let me tell you what. If we are not reminded and taught the importance of this, I have found that the enemy has a way of getting us out off track so easily in this very aspect because he knows that it's one of the true principles of the kingdom of God in which we can operate with so much authority, exercising our authority over all of his power. He doesn't want that, so he has given special attention and effort, I can promise you, into the fact of not allowing us to stay focused on this. So is my monitor, uh, my confidence monitor, can they get that on? Uh, that, that always helps me know where we're at and see what your guys are seeing So uh, while they're switching that over. But uh, the, we want to be starting in Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, and uh, we're going to be looking at five verses, uh, five following. And um, here in the Word of God, Lord, we just thank you for your Word. Lord, your Word is life. Your Word is light. Your Word, Lord God, is going to give us the directions that we need, Lord God, that we can move in the fulfillment of that which you've called us to do. Thank you for your Word. Lord, we thank you we can trust your Word, that we can place full confidence in your Word, Lord God, that we can build our lives on your Word. That we can know that your, if we will work your word, Lord, your word will work for us. And I just thank you for that tonight, Lord God, as we come to study your word. Show ourselves approved, Lord, rightly dividing this word of truth. Lord, we just pray, Holy Spirit, author of your word, Holy Spirit of God, if you would guide us into full illumination, revelation, and understanding that we might see your word at work in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. We're looking at Matthew chapter 8, beginning at verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered into Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, Well, I will come and I will heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and another come, and he comes, and to my servant to do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he, he marveled. And he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Praise God. God has recorded an incident for us here to teach us about the power to decree a thing and how it can work in our lives. In Job 22 and 28, Thou shalt also decree a thing, he says, and it shall be established unto thee. If you want something established unto you, you need to decree a thing, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. 
So I want to teach on this subject matter decree today so we can understand and com continue to grow in our understanding of this principle that works in the kingdom of God. Because when it comes to the proper function of the kingdom of God, in the spirit realm, nothing moves until something is said. Now, God set it up that way, and we have to play along with God's rules. We can't change His rules. It is in saying something that makes something begin to move. And we need a system upgrade, and we need to constantly, I even got notices today, upgrade available, upgrade available. It's going to fix some bugs and, and some glitches in your system. And I'm like, I don't have time to shut my system down for an upgrade right now, but I said it for tonight, that while I'm resting, that that can, upgrade can take place, and, uh, and my system will be fully functioning, uh, recognizing bugs and spitting them out because we don't need any bugs in my computer or in my dinner. So we need a system upgrade, and our old mindset, that system of the old mindset which was based in the flesh, is con conditioned to this mindset that nothing moves until you do something. And it is a works mentality. If I put my hands to it, I can make it happen. But let me tell you what, the new system mindset in the spirit is that nothing moves until you say something. And, and, and God created the world in the beginning so that he could model that for us and show us how it functions. We know that Adam ruled in the garden not because he was the strongest animal, not because he was the fastest animal, not because he was the largest animal, but because he was created in the image of God which gave him the power of speech. And he was able to name a thing, call it what it was, and it was that, what he said. Everything in the kingdom starts moving when something is said. And God modeled this for us even before Adam. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and, and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Now many would say, why in the world, if God created it, God's perfect, why would he have created it out of order, chaos, dark, void, uh, uh, in this state? Why would he have done it? He is showing us something here. He did this to teach us a lesson. It wasn't because he, he started and couldn't figure out what to do or he had limitations in the beginning when he created this world. He was creating it, recording it so that you and I can understand how this world that he placed us on to usher in his heavenly kingdom principles and work on earth as it is in heaven, how it works here. And he shows us here that this earth was without form, it was without order, it was void, it was without purpose, it seemed like it was without destiny, and there was darkness on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was there. The Spirit of God was hovering over all of the, the face of the waters. But by, then, then the Bible says, God said, let there be light, and there was light, and creation began. Things began to move. The Holy Spirit began to take the word that God said, and he began to bring it to manifest on this earth. Now, like I said, God didn't start out with a deficit, and God didn't start out trying to figure his way and, and, and do a new improved, a new improved. No, he was teaching us that this is how things work on this earth from beginning. This is it's, it's in molecular, it's in its DNA, it's in its very structure that nothing moves, nothing has a, a purpose, nothing has a real destiny without the voice of God ushering in the command of heaven over this earth to make this earth like the moon that reflects the sun, to reflect the kingdom of God, to reflect heaven on earth. 
And when God spoke, let me tell you what, when God said it, things started moving. When God said it, the Holy Ghost started moving to bring things into order. God said it, even though there was nobody there to hear it, it didn't matter. God's teaching us his principle here because when God said it, it wasn't for communication, it was for creation. And let me tell you what, that power is in your tongue as well because you and I were created in the image of God. When God said, let it be, it came to be. It had no other choice, but when God said, let it be, it came to be. John 1 and 1 said that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word, in the beginning was what? The Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything moves when you say something. It all begins with the Word, and when your words and my words align up with the Word of God, we usher in God's will on this earth. The authority that we take over the kingdom that God has given us ambassadorship over, we usher in his rule we usher in his will when we line up our words with his word and we speak them in faith not doubting and in unbelief if you i'm telling you if you're uh, ezekiel in the valley of dead dry bones that may be where you're at tonight let me tell you what if you're in ezekiel in the valley of dead dry bones you speak to them you speak to them god's given us the example in his word they'll get up Hallelujah. Because death and life are in the power of your tongue. Proverbs 18, 21 tells us. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Move your tongue around right now. Just move it around. Just move it around. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't look at nobody because, you know, they'll look funny. And they'll look at you and look funny. But that tongue has the power of death or life, the Bible says. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So if a mountain of opposition is standing in your way, Jesus taught us how the kingdom of God is to function, you're to speak to it. And it'll move, he tells us in Mark 11, also recorded in Matthew and also recorded in Luke. You speak to that mountain and it will move. Let the weak say, I am strong, Joel 3 and 10 tells us. Let the poor say, I am rich. You've got to learn how to usher in the kingdom of God by uh, decreeing a thing. There is power in the decree. And when you understand the power of, of, of decreeing something, then everything in your world has to move when you say it. And you will begin to make sure you line up your words with the Word of God and you'll begin to speak in faith and you'll begin to speak out of a sense of authority and you will see God's kingdom begin to manifest. Now, now, now if you want it to move, don't cry about it. If you want it to move, don't complain about it. If you want this opposition to move, don't share it on Facebook, don't share it on Instagram, don't Snapchat it or Comcast it or whatever you want to do. If you want it to move, don't just think about it. You've got to put the Word of God in your mouth and let it come forth and decree it. And as you decree it, you will see the power of God backs it by His Spirit, just like He did in the original creative order when God said, let there be light, and there was light. Hallelujah. You and I have to understand who we are, whose we are, and the authority that we have. And if we don't use it, then let me tell you what, the devil will run all over you. You need to understand the authority to, degree, to decree a thing and begin to speak it to the, to the north. Where's my north? My north is this way. My north, my south, my east, my west. Begin to speak to it, the Bible says and command that everything in your world begin to move based on your decree, which is the Word of God. 
See, there are so many studies, secular studies, there are psychological studies, there are social studies, there's all kinds of studies that have been done even in the marketplace and in the school systems that show there is power in words. Growing up, they say, what? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. That's not true. It's a lie, right? Because when you speak over someone, those words, if they come from any position of authority at all, and you speak over them, whether, it, let's say, a curse, that, that thing gets down on the inside of them. And it begins to affect even their function, begins to affect their, their, their maturing, begins to affect how they develop because they let it become, begin the, the, to be the guiding voice in their life. That's why it's so important for teachers and coaches and, and those that uh, operate uh, in spiritual authority at the church and those that are operating in, as parents in any position of authority. You have to be extra careful because your words, your words, because of your position of authority, have so much power to get right to the heart of an individual and to be planted. You don't know the 60-year-olds that I have counseled who are 60 years old and they're telling me about what their third, fourth, or fifth grade teacher said or their coach said when they were in the eighth grade or, or some peers that, that they looked up to and gave a position if authority in their life had sat over them. And it still haunts them and it still limits them and it still has to live over their life because there's power in words. Words spoken over you, they go deep down on the inside of you and they have an effect on you. And, and, and as we come into spiritual maturity, which you're a Wednesday night crowd, you, you're my... You're my, you're my really grown up. So, okay, I appreciate you guys so much. Hallelujah. You know how sad it would be to preach to an empty church on Wednesday night? I, I, I would have a frown instead of just smile. And you guys put the smile on my face. I thank you for that. But when you come into spiritual maturity, you learn that it's not what others have said over you as much as what you begin to start saying over yourself. You have to understand and that's one thing I love about this story that we read in the Bible. Remember the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years? You remember that story? And the doctors had said to her, no. And the finances she had said no. And the priests had said no. And her circumstances said no. Every word she heard was no, no, no. You can't get better. No, no, you don't have any more money. No, no, you're unclean. You can't be out here in public. And, and I love in Mark's account, in Mark 5 and 28, he, he, he records it. He said, she said to herself, she began some self-talk. She said, there's power in my decree, and I'm going to decree it. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. Sometimes you've got to stand in front of a mirror, and you've got to reverse the curse that others have spoken over you by speaking God's word over your life. I tell you, you don't know how many bottles of Windex I've had to use to clean my mirror from the preaching, you know what, that would uh, splatter it of me preaching to myself to get myself from under the curse and into the blessing, from under sickness and death into life and wholeness, from under poverty into blessing. You don't know how much I've had to do that. Some people say, how do you keep your head up? And how are you so blessed? Well, I had to preach it. Some, nothing moves until you decree a thing. And I've had to decree a thing. And you have to decree a thing. There's mountains I've had to speak to that had to be removed. I've had to speak to dead things and see it come back to life. And I've had to speak to curses and, and remove them and cast them out and replace them with blessings. Hallelujah. 
Sometimes you just got to put your hand on your own head and you got to say, I am who God says I am. I can do everything that God says I can do. I'm going to be all who, what God said I'm going to be. Sometimes you just got to place your hands on yourself and start speaking to parts of your body. You know, you got a pain and ache. You know, we go, oh me, I'm dying. No. Say, in the name of Jesus, whatever's causing this pain, I reverse that curse in the name of Jesus right now. I speak by the blood of the Lamb of God by His stripes. I'm healed. And I bring forth the healing virtue that came through Christ 2,000 years ago into this body part. Pain be gone. Healing come in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because sometimes you just got to, you got to, you know, you wait for other people to do it. And who has the greater authority over your own body than you? You start decreeing. You're getting better. You're starting to move. You're starting to function. I've, I've learned my systems, and I speak over my systems. I speak to my skeletal system, and I say, you come back in the original alignment of God. You know, some people say, oh, you got a crook here, you got a crook there, and you're shrinking with age. I say, oh, no, this skeletal system is under the authority of God's Word to be whole and healthy and strong and young and renewed like that of the eagle. If God says we can be renewed like the youth of the eagle and run and not grow weary and walk and not faint, and we can mount up with wings and fly. You know, if God said it, I'm taking God's Word, and I'm going to take Him at His Word. He's not a man that He should lie. And I'm pulling that into my life. Hallelujah. I speak to my circulatory system. And I say, you, you heart, you're the pump. Okay, I understand it. You've got to take that blood, get that oxygen through those arteries and through those veins and capillaries. Get to every place you go. If there's any blockage, I speak to that blockage. Be opened up in the name of Jesus. Uh, if there's any tightening or hardening, I speak to you. Be relaxed and go back to your original creative order. You'd be like a 20-year-old. And I tell you what, I get out there and I walk and I run and I jump and I love life at 54 better than I did when I was 20. Hallelujah. I speak to my endocrine system. I say, you glandular structure and all your control of hormones, I don't understand it, but you do. And if you come back to your original creative order and you produce what you're created to produce, when you're created to produce it at the amount that you were created to produce, you're going to give me health and wholeness. I speak health and wholeness on my body. So I speak to my endocrine system. I speak to my immune system. I speak to my digestive system. I speak to my muscular system. I speak to my neuro neurological and my uh, nervous system. Yes, I need my brain and I need every nerve coming out of it, functioning and speaking the right language and, 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 and being silenced with any false language. My renal and urinary system, my reproductive system, my respiratory system, I speak to it all in the name of Jesus. Come back to God's original creative order. I command you in the name of Jesus. And if you've got kids, you can place your hands over your kids and start speaking the word of God over their lives. And then everything begins to change when somebody with authority begins to say something. You've got to learn the power to decree a thing. The Bible says, let the redeemed go around hoping so. No. Let the redeemed go around trying to get a group together that they encourage them. No. Let the redeemed of the Lord, what? Say so. Say so. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Redeemed means that the, the ransom has been paid. Redeemed means I am no longer held a prisoner by the enemy. The redeemed means that my father rescued me and brought me up out of the mire and out of the clay. My father has redeemed me. He has restored me. He has granted me full access. I have access. to. I am a joint heir with my elder brother, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You got to say something. You got to say something. You ladies say, well, God's helped us out here. We got more words than men, but you got to be careful what you say. 
And men, you say, well, you know, I got fewer words, and the Bible says a man of many words is sure to sin, so I'm just going to be silent. No, he didn't say be silent. He said take your position and learn to decree a thing. Because if the enemy can talk you into being quiet, he wins. See, a lot of folks think you're supposed to be quiet at church. They think that, really. I say, no, you be quiet at a cemetery, you be quiet at a library, but not at the church. This is the place the Bible says we're to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All you lands, right? The Bible says clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Yeah, the enemy came to Adam and Eve, if you'll remember back in the garden, and attacked what God said. Did God really say it? Did he say it that way? You know, he's attacking what God said. When Jesus uh, got out of the uh, temptation, you remember during the temptation in the wilderness when he's coming through his time of fasting, the enemy comes and attacks what God says. And the reason he does that is because uh, if he can get God's word out of your life, if he can get God's word off of your tongue, then he knows that you'll probably say something stupid and you will usher in something stupid in your life. You'll eat the fruit of what you say, blessing or curse. But he knows that if you will align your tongue with what God has said about you and you in authority will stand as a, as a royal priesthood and declare and decree what God has said, the devil knows that he is defeated and he knows that things begin to move in God's order in your life when you begin to say something. A good example of this in the Word of God comes out of Luke chapter 2 where we see a young couple who are not yet married but one is pregnant because of a supernatural visitation of the Holy Spirit bringing to her the seed of the Son of God to be born as the Son of Man to live and be tempted for 33 years without sin so that he could shed sinless blood to pay off our sinful account. Verse 1 of chapter 2, Luke, it says, And it came to pass in those days that what? A decree. A decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be res registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Now here's Caesar Augustus. He realized that he had power in his decree. So he makes a decree that everyone should be taxed. Now that's not spiritual. None of us are going to have a Holy Ghost goosebump over that. But there is significance in God giving us this story. Because when he makes this decree, everybody in his world begins to move. He is, he is over this region, the, the known world that is under him. He has authority over. He makes a decree. And when the decree goes out, everybody under his authority begins to move. Everybody had to go to their hometown there to be taxed. It didn't matter if they felt good or if they felt bad. It didn't matter if they were married or single or betrothed. It didn't matter uh, what position they had. There was a decree that made a demand that movement had to take place. And based on this decree, uh, from one man, one man who's operating in the realm of his authority, everybody is moving. This decree, we see God's people is moving. This decree, we see got money moving. 
They're going to pay their taxes, so you know they're taking the money with them. And this decree got Joseph and Mary at the right place at the right time in the right position to manifest the right miracle at the right moment or the uh, scripture that had been prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem would have never happened. Because how many of you know when a woman is great with child, which does not mean the early days, it means when she is showing and showing you she's miserable, how many of you know that she nor any other man in his right mind would suggest to that woman great with child that we got to go 90 plus miles walking and donkey riding. How many of you men would have the nerve? <laughs> Come on, girl. We're going 90 miles by foot and donkey. But because there was a decree, and because this decree exercised with authority calls forth and backed by power, everybody, whether comfortable or uncomfortable, whether it's convenient or not, it's time to move. There was this word that was spoken by authority over her life. And that word, let me tell you what, was speaking over her life, and that, guess what? And she was carrying the word in her womb. So somebody makes a decree to get her at the right place at the right time by a decreed word to get the word that delivers us all out of every bondage, out of every stronghold delivered in this world so that today we can take the word and decree the word and we can get everything in our life in the right place at the right time for the right moment, for the manifest, for the right purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This word, it moves some people around. Some had to go, some had to come, some, but they all had to get to their hometown and get registered. And they were all moving with their money. I share this to you for several reasons. The first is this, to show you the power of a decree so that you can begin to exercise, understand, and be encouraged to use the power of decree. And to two, to show you the culture that the centurion, the centurion that we opened up the, the sermon with was brought up in. He was raised in a culture where he understood the power of a decree. And he joined the Roman army and, and undoubtedly, according to the scripture, he rose through the ranks and he became a professional officer, rank of centurion. Which means that he was given authority over a hundred plus or minus soldiers. So he knew what authority meant. He knew what it was to be under authority and he knew because his promotion came from understanding how to be under authority. But then he knew in order to hold his position in the promotion he had that he had to learn to be a man of authority who had others under him as well. And here in Matthew 8, we see something in his home that is paralyzed. There's something in his home that is out of order. Anybody in here had some promotion in life, had some blessings in life, good things in life, but there's still something in your life out of order. Something that was supposed to be providing help is not providing help. It is not in order. His servant, the Bible says, is paralyzed. He's supposed to be helping me, but rather I'm having to carry him. He's supposed to be my assistant, but rather he needs my assistance. Things are out of order. And now Jesus is in, entering Capernaum and this centurion who is under authority, understands authority, grew up in this culture of authority, has been raised through the ranks of the military and the Roman government, and he understands authority. 
And he comes to Jesus saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, most of us, if we would be honest with ourselves, right there we'd have been getting to jump up and down and shout hallelujah, praise God. Jesus is coming to my house. Jesus is going to come and heal and bring that which is out of order, in order in my house. But that's not how the centurion responded. He answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word. Only speak a word and my servant will be healed if you will say something here Jesus I know something will happen back under my roof at home if you will say it here something will change there for I am a man under authority and I have soldiers under me and I say to this one go he goes I say to another come he comes and to my servant so so I say do this and he does it. So he's detailing, I understand authority. I understand the power of a decree from one who is in authority. And he explains to Jesus that, you know, that, that everyone under his authority has to move when he speaks. He said, I understand that. Your word has that kind of power. Everybody under my authority, when I say something, they begin to move. Nothing moves until I say something. And Jesus, I'm here recognizing your authority. And everything has to move when you say something. So the centurion was saying to Jesus, I recognize who you are. And I'm asking you to say something here so that that which I have paralyzed back there will get up and start moving. Hallelujah. I got a word for somebody here right now. I believe I got a word for somebody here right now. What you say in one place can affect what happens in another place. You don't have to be on the scene when you understand the authority and use the authority that you have. That what you say in one place can affect what is taking place miles and miles away from here right now. Hallelujah. Did you know that while you're here in God's house, that the praise that you raise up in this room can change something outside of this room. You need to be a people of faith and understand that. You need to be a people of, of authority and understand that. You need to know that your praise in this house corporately uh, activates through unity an exponential power where one is a thousand and two is ten thousand, where there's ten septillion demons put to flight when we unite together like we are right now, just 20 of us, if that's all and that exponential is needed. Let me tell you what, think what we can do in this house tonight. There may be folks in your life whom you can't go and lay hands on. They may be in another place, another city, maybe another state, another country. Maybe they're in prison. Maybe they're in a hospital. But you can stand right here, right now. You can exercise your authority. You can align your words with the Word of God and decree a thing. And what happens here can affect what takes place there. You need to know that. You need to know that enough that you will act on that and when jesus heard it he marveled and he said to those who followed assuredly i say to you i have not found such great faith what is it that it takes to please god faith 
Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? He said, I've not found such great faith, not even in all of Israel. Then what I see right here, oh, church, we've got to start getting back to the simplicity of the teaching of God's Word and not just being hearers of it, but doers of it. And I ask you on this evening, are you ready to set some things in order? Are you ready? If you're ready, I, I'm just going to go over several things. And, and if you want that in your life, if you're ready to see a proper alignment of God coming, you're ready to make a decree over that, I just want you, when, I, when I'm talking about I want you to stand and say, I'm receiving that one. I want to be a part of that one right there. And the first one I want to mention is that everything in my life is finding its appointed place. Everything in my life is finding its appointed place. There may be something out of appointment right now. It's not on the calendar. It's not happening the way it's supposed to happen. It's not in proper alignment, but you want it in alignment. You're not going to allow it to go on its own. It's not going to be rogue in your life. You're taking authority as a man or woman of God over your destiny, over your purpose, over your household, over your calling, over your life, over all that God has so put you here and you are saying everything in my life is finding its appointed place. And the second one is everything under my roof is moving towards blessing. Everything under my roof is moving towards blessing. In the name of Jesus, this under my covering uh, is coming under blessing. I remove the curse, I curse the curse, I reverse the curse, and I release the blessing that everything, whether it's my pet, whether it's my spouse, whether it's my finances, whether it be my air conditioner, whether it be my shingles, Whatever it is, everything is moving towards blessing. Hallelujah. And third, everything I need is moving in my direction. Everything that I need is moving into my direction. I'm not a beggar. I'm not going around wondering lost. I'm standing in authority and I'm calling it in. I'm calling it in. Everything that I need is moving in my direction. If I need, an, uh, if I need a divine connection, that divine connection is coming in my direction. If I need increase, increase is coming in my direction if I need a bridge built so that I can get to the other side that bridge is coming in my direction everything I need is moving in my direction and then fourth everything that needs to go is going and everything that needs to come is coming if there's a relationship that is out of the will of God it's got to go if there's a relationship that needs to be in the will of God I'm calling it in in the name of Jesus everything that needs to go this brokenness in my body's got to go. This healing has got to come. This cancer cells have got to go. And healthy cells have got to come. Everything that needs to go is going. And everything that needs to come is coming. This worn out, broken it down, whatever it is, has got to go. And the rebuilt, brand new, renewed with the youth of an eagle has got to come. I'm calling it in right now. And then the fifth thing, everything paralyzed in my life is being healed. Every paralyzed thing in my life is being healed. I'm not going to allow it to lay there and let the troubled water come and go and complain that I can't get in. No, my Savior has already come. And by His stripes, I'm healed. I'm not waiting for an evangelist to come through. I'm not waiting for a conference or a convention. I'm not waiting for a certain feast day of, of the year. This is the day the Lord has made and I'm going to stand in this day. And you know what? I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because I have the power to decree a thing that every paralyzed thing in my life is being healed. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 
Now, if not, this doesn't cover all, uh, any of you and you weren't able to stand for any of this, then I can't help you. I can't help you. But, but this, this should take care of most of us right here. And while you're standing, come on up, town. While you're standing, I want us to now practice what we preach. Okay? I want us to decree a thing. And I want us to go <clears throat> over each of these, and each of these we're going to decree it together in unison. We're going to decree it three times. And that's very simple, right? One for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. And one for the devil, and one for demons, and one for our weary flesh. Okay, we're going to put things in order with our tongue right now in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Let's go to the first one. Everything in my life is finding its appointed place. Everything in my life is finding its appointed place. Everything in my life is finding its appointed place. Now you got to raise your voice. Someone who decrees with authority does it with boldness as well. This isn't something you mumble under your breath. This is something you declare. I'm telling you, demons are getting assignment to get out of your house, to get out of your head, to get out of your car, to get out of your relationships by what you say right now. Angels of God are getting their assignment to begin to minister according to the work and the Word of God, according to what you say right now. I'm telling you, you got to be as a centurion uh, soldier was uh, where he says I stand in authority and when I say it it's going to happen let's do number two together everything under my roof is moving towards blessing everything in my roof is moving towards blessing everything under my roof is moving towards blessing next everything I need is moving in my direction Everything I need is moving in my direction. Everything I need is moving in my direction. And everything that needs to go is going. And everything that needs to come is coming. Everything that needs to go is going. And everything that needs to come is coming. I said everything that needs to go is going. And everything that needs to come is coming. And every paralyzed thing in my life is being healed. Say it. Every paralyzed thing in my life is being healed. Every paralyzed thing in my life is being healed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the power to decree. We thank you, Lord God, that there's authority that we can exercise over our lives. We thank you tonight that your people are hearers of the word and doers of the word. That we're going to practice your word. We're going to speak your word. We're going to walk in your word. We're going to talk in your word. We're going to live in your word. Hallelujah. And we pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that there would be a Holy Ghost movement, a Holy Ghost movement in the lives and the homes and the relationship and the businesses and the finances and the health of every person under the sound of my voice. Lord God, as the Holy Spirit began to move when you spoke, we know that your Spirit is now moving because we say something, we decree a thing, hallelujah. And Lord God, we want to thank you right now in advance. We want to thank you in advance, Lord God, that everything in our life is finding its appointed place. We want to thank you, God, that everything under our roof is moving towards blessing. Thank you, Father, that everything that I need is moving into my direction. Thank you that everything that needs to go is going and everything that needs to come is coming. 
And I thank you that every paralyzed thing in my life is being healed in Jesus' name. I'm going to walk in it, God. I'm going to talk about it, God. I'm going to decree it, Lord. I'm going to thank you for it, Lord. I'm going to live it, Lord God. Oh, God, raise up out of this house cities that are set upon a hill. Lord, lights that are not hidden upon, uh, under the bushel, Lord God. Lord, salt that affects the earth, Lord God. Let there be a transforming move of your spirit in and through your people, I pray. Lord God, let there be an anointing that is released in and through us, Lord God, and this great authority that we operate in your kingdom, Lord God. And may our hearts be filled with your love. Yes, your great love for people and for your word and for your spirit and for your work in and through our lives. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, we pray it again. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To you be the glory and the honor and the praise. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The power to decree a thing. Let us take that and walk in it in Jesus' name.